Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. And welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. It's that time again to buckle up and head out on the highway to check out mm-hmm. what's going on in the automotive industry. I'm Fred Staub, and my cohort in all of this is none other than Les Jackson. Yes, indeed. We are at it again, and no shortage of stories. No. Never is. Never is. And we've got a great one coming up this hour. We're going to lead off with it. It's the J.D. Power Initial Quality Study. And it finds that last year was not too kind to manufacturers. We will have the results of the least and most problem-plagued cars and trucks, all new cars and trucks. If you're heading out to buy one, hey, it's good information to check out, right? Well, yeah, especially if you're heading out to pay a premium over msrp yeah only to find out your the model you're choosing yes oh well well uh, hey, hey you know it's well, pretty interesting you mentioned that because i was just looking for our next story uh about hyundai switching up its 2023 lineup and mm-hmm. uh I, I they had five dealers on there I think four out of the five were charging a $5,000 markup on the venue, which is now going to be their entry-level vehicle. They are doing away with several sedans, and they won't be making the cut. Uh, Plus, they're going all in. They have an incredible electric vehicle. This thing is gorgeous, the Ionic 6. It's got a lot of aerodynamics, very much similar to what Mercedes did with their award-winning EQXX, their record holder, EQXX. You look at the two vehicles, they look very similar. We'll talk about that. If that means aerodynamics are going to dictate how all EVs look in the future, we'll kick that one around. They sure will. And uh, over in the talking tech uh, category, we're going to talk about the government would like more after-crash black box data. Now, there's not actually a black box in your car, but the computers in your car will store, do store all that data. Yeah, and they're looking for more of it. And then uh, you're going to have an at-the-wheel review of a very compact vehicle, (laughs) the F-250 Super Duty, right? Yes, uh, the Super Duty diesel, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it is almost 21 feet long oh wow Uh, (laughs) that was yes that did you manage to take it to some super tight places so you could i i did uh as a matter of i even took it to an underground garage wow 
And they said, well, that's not going to fit. I said, no, it's 79 inches. You you have 81 inches on your sign. It'll fit. You said, I'll make it fit. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. We'll have more when we come back on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We're just getting started. So stay tuned because we got plenty of info coming up. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. This is your on-air automotive magazine. You know us. I'm Les. He's Fred. And uh, as we teased at the beginning of the hour, uh, J.D. Power, as they do every year, release their overall uh, initial quality study of all the vehicles, all the manufacturers. Uh, even though it has continually gotten better over the decades, this past year, disappointing. Yeah. I think, I think that's the word. Yeah, it is. And we're going to kind of look at how it was disappointing. What was, where did they let people down? And also, we'll kick around the ideas, and we'll tell you what J.D. Power thinks. You're absolutely right, Les. Um, it was, uh, compared to the 2021 results, the industry experienced an 11% increase in problems per 100 vehicle, or they call them PP100s. That's, that's not good. Yeah. That is uh, 18 <laughs> PP100 worse than last year. Uh, resulting in industry average of 180 problems per 100 vehicles. Uh, and that is uh, a lower score, which, uh, you know, a lower score typically represents higher vehicle quality. So we have climbed here 18 more. Uh, and there has been this trend co towards improvement. Uh, and General Motors kind of bucked the trend this year of the improvement going down. And Buick was among the uh, brands to have quality improvements, uh, improves 17 problems per 100 year over year, making it the highest overall best quality from 12th place in 2021. Big news for isn't, Buick, right? Isn't that interesting? Now, you would expect Cadillac and Chevrolet to be doing about the same, but that's not the case. Not the uh, case. Not the case. So and then one of our favorite brands, you and I think this brand has been kind of hitting it out of the park, everything they bring out. Uh, Genesis ranks highest yep. among the premium brands. Of course, Genesis is the premium brand of Kia, Hyundai, um, and they've just been bringing out incredible vehicles, whether it's their big cars or their crossovers. I think that's a real standout, that brand. Well, yeah, we've we have respected uh, Genesis for a number of years uh, for good reason because we test everything, and you know when you when you drive these things, <laughs> they're just better. Uh, another uh, an interesting uh, thing that came out of this study is that it's not just all new vehicles that are having problems or having more problems it is the carryover models too now typically we would say yeah. like okay maybe avoid a new vehicle that's launching until they get it as the brits would say properly sorted uh but that seems like it's not the case right well that's right um 
normally from year to year, carryover vehicles get better and better and better. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we know uh, just from talking to people that there's hundreds of improvements every year. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, because of uh, supply chain problems and component problems, and then component manufacturers are having problems themselves. So the components, many of them, are faulty. Right. Um, and, you, you know, you don't see that um, most of the time in the industry. But, boy. When it happens, uh, it's not pretty. I mean, look at what yeah. happened to uh, the Bolt, a great entry-level electric vehicle, decent range, over 200 miles on certain models. And because of LG Chem's batteries that caught fire when the vehicles were parked, you know, who gets the bad rating? GM. Exactly. Chevy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I have a neighbor who has a new uh, Escape, Ford Escape. And in the past six months, she's had three alternators in it because the alternators are just faulty. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, it's an alternator. This is not, this is not <laughs> a high end, you know, exotic part that they're just building for the first time. So it's suppliers lowering their yep. quality on this, but who has to carry the freight? Well, it's Ford because what are they going to do? Hey, I bought my new vehicle and it's got a bad alternator. I'm not going to go down to the parts yeah. store and put one on myself. Right. Well, you better not because you'll void the warranty. Uh, this is so, you know, it's a real problem. And of course, the, the alternator makers are relying on, they're not chips, but they're transistors. Yeah. Uh, power transistors that are inside to make a voltage regulator. And those components are not being manufactured well. Well, we'll tell you more about this J.D. Power initial quality study. There's some some surprises, some things that, uh, well, maybe won't surprise. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. Yeah. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We will be right back. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. We're taking you on a ride around the automotive industry. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. Don't forget to... Check out our Facebook page, Cruise Control Radio Facebook page. We told you about some cool stuff we have up there. I'd love it if you run over there and give us a like. We've got a great YouTube page as well with plenty of videos. Uh, Les Jackson's uh, detailed tour through his sock drawer. Which yes. Is always exciting. That is always a, a plus. Um, but we've been talking about this JD Power initial quality study. Overall, the results have found that there are a lot more problems with vehicles where the trend had been the problems were decreasing, problems per 100 vehicles. Uh, here are some of the problematic areas, and some of them have been with us forever. Uh, when I say forever, last five years or so. Infotainment systems remain the most problematic area. It's interesting. An average yeah. of 45 problems per 100 vehicles, less. You just, you know, you kind of think, well, heck, it's just a radio. But, I mean, it's about... Uh, <laughs> but it's everything. Getting Android Auto or Apple CarPlay to work, yep. connecting Bluetooth, 
Bluetooth not staying connected, difficulties with touch screens and display Nav screens. systems are glitching up on people like they haven't in a number of years. And and here's one, inconsistent audio volume. I had that, I was telling you during the break, I had a Mitsubishi Outlander where hmm. um, you would be listening to the radio, you'd shut off the vehicle, you get back in, you turn it on, the Volume knob is at the same position. You can't. You can see, you know, on the uh, level that it is up there. You but can't nothing. hear anything. Can't hear anything. <laughs> so it's not muted. There's nothing. You know, you check the mute button, unmute, unmute. Shut the vehicle down. Turn it on again. Back to normal. Isn't that crazy? And not only is it crazy, and it's happening to to hundreds of thousands. Uh, around the country imagine what these things are going to be like when they get some age on them oh yeah it's going to be it's going to be great not not a good thing to look forward to the other area that creates problems are battery electric vehicles and plug-in hybrids yep Uh, they create more problems than internal combustion engine vehicles 175 problems per 100 for plug-in hybrids, 239 problems per 100. And battery electric vehicles, uh, well, 200 and, <laughs> this is kind of funny because we well, have to re- but you know, this is this 239 is the- problems per 100. That's not funny. Excluding Tesla, which has an average of 240 problems per 100. They had to separate them out because of Tesla's issues. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> that's, that's well, kind of sad. Again, we, we've been talking about this for years. Um, and, and it, it isn't changing. Tesla's build quality is just not up to par with the rest of the industry. Yeah. Uh, and their response is they don't have a PR department. They don't loan out their vehicles to test. Yeah. Um, they're just hiding yeah well uh so uh tesla by the way uh, talking about this jd power initial quality study was included for the first time and uh it had a score of 226 problems per 100 but tesla does not allow jd power access to owner information in the states that permission is required by law so they remain ineligible for best of awards. Well, so uh, you know. let let's talk about some of the big results here. Um, and uh, brand ranking, Buick number one, the most, the best with the lowest number of initial quality problems per one hundred. Dodge, Chevrolet, Genesis. Normally, well, you know, Chevrolet. Now this is an indication, and I know you're aware of it. Um, that it's these it's these high volume models uh, that tend to be reliable. Yeah, because they make a lot of them. They've worked out the bugs. These um, are these are all above av- industry average. You know, uh, with lower uh, problems per one hundred vehicles. Kia, Lexus, GMC, yeah. Cadillac. BMW, Ford, Lincoln, Nissan, Mini, 
Toyota and Mazda. Below industry average, but slightly below it. Uh, the industry average was 180 problems per 100 vehicles. Honda, Hyundai, Ram, Mercedes-Benz, Subaru, Subaru, Acura, Land Rover, Jeep, Porsche. Goes down the line. The one with the most problems, Les, uh, is uh, Chrys- well, Chrysler. Let, let's do some of the lower lowest ones. Audi with 239 problems yeah. per 100 Maserati 255 problems per 100 Volvo with 256 problems per That's 100. a little bit of a surprise. Chrysler with 265 problems per 100 vehicles. Tesla with 226 and here's a weird outlier Polestar with 328. Well, electric. Yeah. Uh, because we're running into a lot of problems with battery uh, reliability, battery, not failure, but um, reduce range, things like reduce that. range because uh, there some of the batteries are aging a little faster than they should. But but Polestar, the vehicles are all there within a few years, right? I don't know yeah. when they came out, but yeah. Uh, let's look at some of the highest quality models for initial quality. The highest initial quality model, Les, and this is a change-up from years gone by, the Chevrolet Corvette. Now, that's a huge surprise. That will go in the marketing information, won't it? At one time, Corvette was had very low rankings, um, mainly because they were bought, you know, as a high performance car and beaten to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here you go with that world class car. And then um, here's one uh, the Kia Rio, highest quality, highest, highest ranked uh, was Hyundai Accent and then the Kia Rio uh, as well. They're in, they're in the uh, top models. Interesting. We're going to do a story about the Accent going away. It's going to go away. Yeah. Um, the highest ranked compact sporty car, Mini Cooper. Uh, highest ranked small premium car, BMW 2 Series. Compact car, highest ranked Kia Forte, but also good uh, response from Toyota Corolla and Nissan Sentra. We're going to be reviewing one of them a little later on in the show, Nissan Sentra. Uh, midsize car, highest ranked Chevy Malibu. Yes, they still make the Malibu. You don't hear anything about it. You don't hear a thing about it. But they still make it. <laughs> Taste. Uh, yeah. Kia K5, nice vehicle. I just had that. Nissan Altima. Premium car was Genesis G70. Uh, midsize, BMW 5 Series, Mercedes E-Class, and the Genesis 80 one in that segment. Large premium, highest rank, BMW 7 Series. There's a lot... A lot of stuff going on in the 7 Series, isn't it? Well, there is. Um, man, I, I never think of the 7 Series as being a reliable, trouble-free vehicle. No. Just quick on the uh, SUV segments, highest rank Buick Encore GX, uh, and also in there Buick Encore and Ford Bronco Sport. Midsize uh, was Lexus GX and Cadillac XT5. Uh, upper midsize SUV, Toyota 4Runner, Kia Telluride, 
GMC Acadia. Uh, compact SUV Kia Sportage. Big sales for their new model. Yep. So it goes on and on and on. But that is the JD Power U.S. Initial Quality Study. We hope some of that detail helps you when you're going out to buy a new vehicle. When we come back, we're going to tell you about Hyundai and how they're switching up their lineup. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. As uh, Fred mentioned before the break, we're going to switch over to Hyundai. Yep. And let you know what they're going to be. What's their model lineup for 2023? I, I know it's only... 2022 but some but this some, is the way it works some of the manufacturers already have shut off 2023 ordering and you have yeah. to order a 2024 yeah. what a strange time huh <sighs> never would have predicted it yeah uh, but it's here yeah um so uh hyundai's a great brand you can't knock it um accent is the best deal you can buy for a car right now. It's like $16,000. You won't be able to buy it for much longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because they're not going to make it. Yeah. Actually, they're going to discontinue the accent due to the expanded SUV lineup. Uh, they, they do say we in this said- release, though, sedans remain an important part of the lineup. And Hyundai continues to offer the Elantra and Sonata, even though we've heard they might yeah. drop the Sonata. But here's a here's proof you don't need to spend a lot to get a good car, get a new car with modern safety features, modern amenities, right? Exactly. Uh, the, the the accent proves that. Yeah. Um, and it used to be like a funky little small car. Now it looks like a decent little sedan, yeah. you know? It's a... You know, it's a capable, reasonable size, super reliable. Yeah. Now, uh, what is it being replaced with? Well, the entry-level vehicle is going to be uh, the Venue, which I believe starts at $19,000. This is a front-wheel drive-only crossover. I've actually asked to drive this many times, believe it or not. And sometimes you and I have a hard time getting these out of the fleet. They don't want to put them in because they're a basic car. But I always think it's important to drive things like this, especially for someone that's getting a new car or first-time new car. Maybe they're getting it as as a second uh, commuter car. I think these things are great. They look great. Look at the two-tone paint. Um, And uh, I think it's important to drive those. You know, well, some of our other colleagues just want to drive supercars. I want to drive cars that people can, that I can tell them about that they might be able to purchase and not spend all of their income on a car, right? We, yeah, people, our longtime listeners uh, certainly realize that we tend to review vehicles that everybody drives. Right. Um, You know, I, you know, it's great to get into a Lamborghini, but. Who do you know who has one? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's more useful to be able to drive everything. And I always say that I drive everything from yeah, Bentley's to it. the base Kia, and it's it's good. But let's talk a little bit more about Hyundai's plans. They're gonna be dropping the Veloster N, 
as well due to uh, the new N brand model expansion into Elantra N and Kona N. Um, so that's some of the changes that are going to be happening to the vehicles. Uh, we're also going to tell you about their Ionic 6, which is incredible, and we'll, we'll do that in a minute. But just to run it down, Palisade is going to get some product enhancement. Santa Fe and Tucson are carryover models. Kona, um, very popular vehicle available in internal combustion and electric is carryover. Santa Cruz carryover, venue carryover. The Nexto hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicle is a carryover model. I've never driven that. I'd like to like to do that. Uh, Ionic 5, Elantra, all carryovers. Most of them are carryovers. They're yeah. just getting rid of. Uh, now, here's interesting. The Ionic HEV and PHEV, so hybrid electric vehicle and plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, are discontinued due to the significantly expanded electrified lineup with the Elantra hybrid electric vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, Sonata hybrid electric vehicle, Ionic 5, Kona electric, Tucson uh, hybrid electric vehicle and plug-in hybrid vehicle, and Nexto. Uh, so we're going to talk about a little bit about what's going on in their Ionic lineup, and it is the I- Ionic 6. Look at this thing. This looks sort of like a Porsche in many ways, and it it also looks a lot like the Mercedes EQXX. If you look at that design, that sort of helmet like it looks like the racer helmet on a on a um bicycle you know racer i think this is a shape we're going to see a lot more of in vehicles and you and i can talk about this but uh, if hitting the perfect aerodynamic dynamic number will that make will that make all vehicles look the same well have you seen the ad for this on TV? I have not seen the ad for the It's Ionic. very clever. Jason Bateman um, brings you through car history very quickly uh, and into electric, and then he's driving that uh, at the end of the commercial. It's very nicely done, and it's you know it catches your eye. They call it a streamliner. Oh, l- listen to this. Cocoon-like cabin with comfort features. Single curved aerodynamic profile and carefully crafted contours give us the lowest drag coefficient of 0.21. Wow. That's crazy. That's Uh, low for an an actual car. Sustainable materials are applied throughout. And I tell you, it looks sort of like a Porsche in the back, doesn't it? It does. It's, it's, It's even got a little whale tail back there. Yeah, well, I know that's not big enough for you. No, I, I would need something up on you. A, you insist on a, you know pretty much the a wing the size of a DC three. Look at the quality of this thing, though. It, yeah, it is. It is beautiful. Uh, of course, it's got the door handles very similar to the uh, EV six that I'm driving, the Kia EV six. Uh, there is uh, eco-processed leather seats, recycled PET fabric seats. I think PET is the water bottles, I believe. A I think it is, yeah. Bio-TPO skin on the dashboard, bio-PE 
ET fabric headliner. Bio paint derived from vegetable oils on the doors. Recycle fishing net carpet. That's kind of cool. It uh, is cool. You know, I, I don't know how many people will look for those things. I just think it looks it looks expensive and it probably won't be as expensive as other cars that look that way, if you know what I mean. I love that old airliner in the back. I think that's a DC seven four uh, yeah, it probably yeah, it's one of the DC airplanes. Yeah. Um but beautiful vehicle. We don't have pricing on this. Uh, the full premiere will take place in July, um, but uh, and we'll have we'll have updates on that. But it is just absolutely stunning right now. I have not seen the commercial for it, but but I like it. It's a fun commercial. Yeah, the legacy of Tesla is the flat door handles, which I actually think is okay. <laughs> I like yeah. the ones on the EV6 I'm driving now. Um, the Kia EV6, they work great. You walk up to the vehicle, they pop out for you to grab, and then they retract back in. And I think that's pretty cool. But excited. As long as as long as they'll do that in an ice storm. Well, that's true. That's true. But um, hey, let's talk a little tech. Um, the government is looking to get more data recorded by the so-called black box, which I guess relates to the black box in an aircraft when it crashes, yeah, which is not famous. black, by the way. It is it's typically orange. orange, international orange, so you can find it. Uh, but the government's looking to get more information recorded on these vehicles so they can use it for data as far as, uh, you know, crash data, what happened especially when we're getting into autonomous driving at some point or semi-autonomous driving, more of that. And uh, they, it's, it's kind of interesting because they had some regulation for more than three years that was supposed to have been finalized by 2020. I don't think it did get finalized. Um, no, there, believe it or not, there are political pressures here in Washington. <laughs> wow. I've heard I've heard of political pressures in yeah, Washington. Yeah, it happens. But the car makers apparently in this case, um, according to this Reuters article, the car makers were they kind of dropped the requirement because they were voluntarily doing this. They were gonna include more things like vehicle speed, crash forces, uh, at the moment of impact, whether the airbag deployed or if the brakes were applied. Um so it's 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 interesting. I mean, I think all of this is available. It came out of racing. There's a race pack computer. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember in drag racing that uh, would basically record all of this. And this is where it's going. So I think this will happen. These sensors are there. Accelerometers are cheap to put in. There. Yeah. So we'll see more of it. When we come back, Les is going to have a review of the F-250 Super Duty diesel so we're going trucking so stay tuned mm -hmm. cruise control is your on-air automotive magazine check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com cruise control hey welcome back to cruise control it is time for another at the wheel review and as we have said in the past we drive what 
hopefully some or many of our listeners drive. Um, in this case, <laughs> I, I drove much to the dismay of my wife and neighbors. <laughs> uh, a Ford F-150, uh, F-250, uh, heavy duty, except uh, single rear wheel. It's actually called the SRW, mm-hmm. single rear wheel. Um, Dooley's, you know, was just too much icing on the cake. <laughs> you didn't uh, need that. That's right. So this is a crew cab. <laughs> This is a crew cab. I just want you to know how big this thing is because my driveway is 22 feet long. Okay. To the threshold. The the truck is almost 21 feet. Now what so that was that and eight, that's just eight foot touching bed? uh six foot pit. Okay, so big cab. Um, wheelbase is, is 160 inches. Wow. Uh, the length without bumpers and stuff is 250 inches wow uh 79 inches high 80 inches wide it's almost seven feet wow uh the the lowest ground clearance to the differentials is is nine inches uh the truck weighs 6050 pounds wow and it can carry Another six thousand pounds. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it can tow twenty thousand pounds. Oh my! This <laughs> this is a serious truck. It's so serious that you can't get the automatic uh, uh, running boards to come out. Right. To step in. No, uh, you, you can't get those because you've got a big pull handle. Up on the dash, on the end of the dash, to to haul yourself in. <laughs> oh wow! Which, by the way, uh, several of my friends uh, weren't thrilled about getting in. Did they need the step stool? They probably did. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I had had the step stool out there. Yeah. Okay, so uh, th- this diesel, by the way. Uh, is is a um, 475 uh, horsepower diesel. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, it's a 6.7 liter power stroke. You're familiar with those diesels, sure. Fred. Sure. Um, torque, want to guess? Over 1,000 foot. 1,050 foot pounds, 1, foot pounds oh, of wow. torque. Uh, it's it all is directed through a 10 speed automatic with selectable drive modes, which wow. are normal, slippery, tow haul, eco, and deep sand. Does it have house mover mode? Like you can um, tow your house uh, I, off the foundation if you need I, it? No, but in traffic, I put it in traffic evasion mode and it just drives over all the cars. <laughs> gotcha. Bigfoot mode. <laughs> it's just cute. Anyway. Um, some of the, uh, just a few technical details about it. Uh, it's a 240 amp alternator. Wow. It, small, it has the biggest power station. <laughs> yeah. The biggest, uh, yeah. Power takeoffs in, in, the, in the bed, power takeoffs inside, you know, 120 volts. Um, 
biggest uh, four-wheel disc brakes calipers you've ever seen. Um, advanced track, roll stability, trailer sway control. Wow. Um, that's pretty cool. A 48-gallon gas tank. Fuel tank. Fuel tank. That's right. It's not gas. It's You don't want to put gas in it. It's diesel fuel. It wants low, ultra low sulfur diesel fuel. I bet that's expensive to fill up these days. Fortunately, I didn't fill it. Okay. It, it, it came filled. <laughs> and, and I drove it for a solid week. I drove it everywhere. And it, it hardly came off full. Uh, great uh, great and, mileage with it. but Well, uh, you know, the mileage isn't super great. Is it in it's the like, 20s at least? It's 12 to 15 in the city and 18, 19 okay. um, on the road. But the mileage, miles to empty gauge on the dash started with miles to empty, 679 miles. Wow. <laughs> so I could have I driven to Boston without wow. any problem on one tank. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, it's just, it's really a, a remarkable piece of machinery. Um, it has a stationary elevated idle control. So I honestly don't know what that is. High idle, like if you're doing an actual right. power takeoff or. Yeah, you, power takeoff. Or if you're using uh, a lot of electricity, like police cars have that sometimes yeah. because they need to keep, keep the uh, speed up to keep the battery topped off. Yeah. Um, and uh, electronic shift on the fly transfer case, which is pretty high tech. And uh, trailer tow camera system. You know, this it wasn't super optioned up. So uh, I'll, I'll get to the price eventually. But let me just tell you about driving this thing. So you get in <clears throat> um, and you're quite tired. <laughs> getting in <laughs> it's a workout but the seats are super comfortable the the visibility out is great the dash uh, is beautifully integrated with that nice screen that you know it's not sticking up in your face mm -hmm. um everything is where you want it uh, it doesn't feel super big inside but it is mm -hmm. um it has power pedals that's good so if you're not fitting, the pedals will come to you. Right. Kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and you, you start the diesel. You don't hear it. Wow. It, it's just, you can feel, you can sort of hear a little rumble. Um, just not fussy, not anything. It's the quietest diesel I've ever heard. Wow. Um, you drive off. There's no, none of that, you know, diesel clacking clatter. Yeah. Distance. None of that. You just drive off smoothly. It's shifting about every two seconds. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. Because uh, it doesn't need to, you know, it's got so much power. And it, the thing is quiet and smooth over any surface. Uh, you just cruise along very, very comfortable. It's something that you could, you'd feel very relaxed uh, after a long trip mm -hmm. until, until you had to pay for the 
for the fuel, <laughs> in which case you'll have a coronary. But, <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm not a truck guy. I don't need a truck. Right. Uh, but if I needed something heavy duty for serious work and, towing. I, and, and I had to tow, you know, a small mountain, <laughs> that would, be... um, that, you know, I, I wouldn't hesitate to get one of these because it, it's, it's a big brute, Yep. but at the same time, it's this very gentle thing that, yeah, that's comfortable to be in. I found uh, when I had one, I had to drive it like a tractor trailer. I had to make the wide turns. I had to square was, things off. I was making tight turns, and and uh, honestly, it it felt comfortable to drive. I enjoyed it. It was just I wouldn't want to try to have to park it in the city. But you actually did that, right? I did it, um, <laughs> and it. You know, uh, people looked at me, but I knew it would fit. <laughs> you were and Jones in for the Corolla at that point. Oh, you know it. And <laughs> the price, not bad. Uh, $54,325 oh, wow. plus $1,595 delivery. Oh, okay. Not bad these days. I not would have bad. said 70 You know, Yeah, I, I honestly was surprised. Yeah. I saw I saw one with a regular cab and an eight foot bed. It almost looked like a custom vehicle. You just don't see that anymore. <laughs> you don't. You just don't see them. Les Jackson, thanks for that F two fifty Super Duty review. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're gonna see you down the road. All right. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.